We want to tell you about the Culture Proof Conference happening in July of 2024. Yes, Culture Proof Conference happening July 18th to the 20th in Bartlett, Tennessee at Faith Baptist Church. It's going to be a great time. We have some great speakers talking about some great topics, and we're just looking for the Lord to, to truly move in our midst. This year's theme is resist. resist. As we look at what's going on in the culture, we want to be reminded of what our brother James wrote in James chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 27b, where he told us to be unstained by this world, to keep ourselves unstained by this world. And one of the ways that we're going to equip you to do that is to alert you to what's happening in the world, alert you to what's happening in the culture, and also provide an actual practical response that keeps us unstained by the world. We have some great speakers coming out, Dr. Kathy Cook. We're going to have Dr. Taryn Dames. We have have some great things happening, like some breakout sessions. We have culture-proof kids, culture-proof teens. It's something for the whole family and so you want to register we're going to give out more information is coming but you want to register the registration will start in february so just be on the lookout for that culture proof conference 2024 in bartlett tennessee at faith baptist church we are super excited more information as we get closer make sure you stay connected Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki, and this is a very special edition of Culture Proof. Chances are you're probably not listening this morning. This is Christmas morning, and maybe you're up with your family. Maybe you've had um, some young kids come in and pounce on you and tell you that it's time to get up. Maybe they maybe they were your alarm this morning, but maybe you'll listen to this podcast tomorrow, and um, and maybe you'll reflect on the gifts that you received or the gifts you were the gifts you were blessed to give. And I want to have a conversation with my friend Dr. Kathy Cook about the power of the gifts we give and the gifts we receive. I think so often we are just in the gift giving season and maybe we feel obligated to give gifts, but gifts can be really powerful and really impactful. Um, Isn't it so, Dr. Kathy? Absolutely. I totally agree. And I'm excited that we're doing this. So I was, the thing that kind of sparked the thought about this is a conversation that I had with you about a gift that you received when you were 12 years old and how it really impacted your life. And my wheels just kind of started spinning. And I thought, oh man, this is such an encouragement. I think um, not only as a mom, but as one who gives gifts and receives gifts, like to think deeply about the types of gifts that we receive. Can you share that? I'd love to. And may I start with a comment? Um, You know, we're doing this after many gifts have been given and received. But it's not too late to have conversations around the gifts that have been given and received um, over the dinner table or as you go for a walk or whatever. And some of you are perhaps still in a gift giving and gift receiving space. So we certainly pray this will be a blessing. Uh, So I was 12 years old and I have one brother three years older than I am. 
And like any, you know, siblings, we would compare, you know, you got a gift, I got a gift, you got a gift, I got a gift. So it's, it's Christmas Eve, which is when we exchanged gifts in our family when we were that age. And we had great aunts and grandparents and my parents and we're giving out gifts. And it finally dawns on me that my brother Dave has a whole lot of gifts under the tree and I don't. You know, I had opened some, he had opened some, and now I'm looking like I have two and he has seven or whatever it might have been. And I must have said something. I don't remember the exact details, but I must have hinted to my parents, something's wrong here. Like, you know, don't you love me as much as Dave? Whatever was going through my mind. And my mom and dad looked at each other, Miki, and they said, go upstairs and look under your bed. And I'm thinking, what? What? Like, this has never happened before. But I'm not a fool, so I was obedient. So I went <laughs> up the stairs and I looked under my bed. And, um, whoa. It still, it still chokes me up. I found a brand new viola. I had been playing the viola for three or four years at this point, And my parents had rented the instrument for me, just like they had rented my brother's trumpet before buying him a trumpet. And so I, I enjoyed it and was developing some skill, I thought. But now I knew I was developing skill mm. because my parents gave me a viola. And I knew enough to know that it was expensive. And I grabbed that case and I, I didn't open it upstairs. I took it downstairs. I walked into the family room, which is where we had the tree and the gift exchange. And I am confident I was crying and I don't cry quickly or easily, but I'm confident I was in the moment looking at my parents like, wow. And I opened it. And, and Miki, you have children who are musically talented, and mm. you and Will believe that it's valuable to introduce instruments to their repertoire of, of skills and passions and interests and delights. So you know what this is like. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I opened the case, and it was shiny and, and beautiful. And what it said to me, Miki, it said to me, my parents believe in me. Mm -hmm. The power of the gift. They wouldn't have spent all that money and bought me my own, except that they believed I would continue on mm. and that I would develop, continue to develop a, a passion and a delight. It meant the world to me. You know, I, I, I listen to that and I think how many opportunities we miss um, as parents, as image bearers, right? How many opportunities Ooh. we miss to really um, pour into people in one moment, like the power of just one moment. Because, you know, when I heard you share that with me um, at 12 years old and the impact that it had on you, I thought, man, it's so much more than just what is often seen as the commercialism of Christmas. We have an opportunity to tell people, hey, I see you, I know you, and I value you. I was just thinking that as you were talking, that it was the power of the moment. I love that phrase. Moments matter. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Mickey? Children remember moments. Children, rem children are not going to remember the perfectly set dinner table and, and everything that they ate at Christmas dinner. And they're not going to remember, you know, every single thing that goes on. And, and it doesn't need to be perfect. They're mm -hmm. children looking for belonging and looking for security and relationships and wanting to be seen and wanting to be known. And that was what my parents gave me was a gift of we get you. Mm -hmm. And we know you and we want to support you. And because I felt that, you know what happened, Miki? I practiced even more, right? <laughs> like I yes. took I took it even more seriously. And I did play the viola all the way through graduate school. I played, you know, in the the, the middle school, the junior high back then, the high school, the, the university orchestra, and um, all the way through uh, graduate school and played many other instruments as well in, in band and, and all of that, which is another story. But 
this idea that I was seen and known and valued and appreciated and they wanted this for me. So I'm not going to now, you know, blow off my lessons when they just bought me this beautiful viola. So mm. yeah, what, what can we do as we choose the gifts, as we unwrap the gifts, as we have conversations around the gifts to acknowledge the why, why did I choose this for you? Mm. So what about the parents who, you know, maybe we look at gift giving season, we look at Christmas and and we just feel such a pressure, a pressure to, mm-hmm. you know, just get all of the things we've almost, I think, kind of set ourselves up to disconnect from the importance and the potential significance of the types of gifts we give. How would you suggest that we unplug from that pressure that I think is a little bit cultural and learn to just be in the moment, even in the purchasing of gifts, you know, like how do we mm-hmm. think rightly um, maybe in the future, I mean, because we got an entire year, Lord willing, coming up where there will be other opportunities to give gifts. How do we recalibrate our thinking and give gifts with great intentionality? Well, that's a great question. And you're right. We have a whole year. We have birthday. We have um, thank you gifts we might give to mm-hmm. people. And then, of course, Christmas in a year. So, you know, what if we kept a notebook and we noticed things about people? You know, what kind of even as simple as I have a, my niece is married to a, a be- fabulous guy. He loves socks. He just loves really fun socks. He doesn't like ordinary socks. And we have paid attention to the brand that he likes. And one of the really fun things that happens in our home is who can give Ezra the coolest socks. And, and so do you, do you pay attention and do you, do you take a, take, make a list? Um, I, I really enjoy finding things for people they don't expect to get but as soon as they open it, there's this like, oh yeah, I wanted and needed this and I didn't even know. Mm. And how does that happen? And I'm not, that's not about me. What What is that? That's about paying attention to the individual and wanting to honor. What if our goal was to honor people? I respect the pressure, Miki. I don't know how people do it well today. It can't be about the money that's spent. It doesn't even need to be about equal, even mm-hmm. though my brother and I were counting, you know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's about... Um, Boundaries are really wise, right? So if you have a boundary of $100 per person, spend $100 per person. And what can we do in this season right now on Christmas and the days that follow? We talk to people and we we hug them when, you know, I didn't get enough gifts, mommy. Mommy, I didn't get what, San, you know, I asked Santa for this or, or I wanted this, I didn't get it. You hug them and you tussle their hair and you keep listening longer. And if it's age appropriate to have a conversation, do so. Um, I chose this for you because mm. it's a great, great sentence, right? You know, I don't, I know that you wanted something else and it just wasn't possible. Again, defend if you feel like you have to. I don't know what you feel about that, Miki. You know, does the parent have to defend or explain? How, how, how do we help kids understand there's a reality yeah. here? Money, money does not grow on trees. I have friends who turn off the TV in December so kids cannot see TV commercials for every new greatest and best thing. They don't want their kids to go shopping in stores because mm-hmm. they'll see things. Now, of course, we have stores on the web. But what, what? how do you guys handle that? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. You know, one of the things that just, I don't know how, you know, as kids, we didn't have, we, I, I mean, yes, there's commercialism when we were kids, but now I feel like it's everywhere. I mean, we get, um, an Amazon magazine that comes in the mail, you know what I mean? (laughs) And so, so we've got one little helper, um, who is seven and his job, it's his self-appointed job is to check the mailbox every day. And he's very happy to do that, you know? And so when this magazine came in the mail, um, I guess it was maybe October, September, maybe even sooner than that. Um, 
He's like, what is this? You know? And I mean, it is designed to grab seven-year-olds. Right. And so he starts going (laughs) through it. And I'll just be honest with you. My, my heart is like, I just don't want, um, I don't want my children to look at the birth of Christ as an opportunity for them to just grab stuff. You know what I mean? Like I (laughs) preach it, preach it. (laughs) It grieves me. 95% of all startup businesses fail and that's not great, but not enough entrepreneurs realize that only 5% of business acquisitions fail. Blue collar millionaire wants to help you succeed in business. Business can be good if you know where to look, what to look for and how to acquire what you find. That's what blue collar millionaire is all about. Kevin, Mark and Chris are three normal guys who grew their blue collar businesses into seven figure successes. Now they are helping others do the same thing. You can learn more when you visit bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's bluecollarmillionaire.net. Let their proven strategies teach you how to purchase into instant cash flow, processes, and systems that create the lifestyle you've dreamed of. It's time for your hard work to work hard for you. Discover the war room at bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's bluecollarmillionaire.net. Yeah, it's about Jesus, right? Yes, and yes. I'm actually recording a video later for our audience, and, and that's one of the things I'm going to say is on the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, how do you keep it about Jesus? Mm. You know, some some people do three gifts for every person because the, the, the scripture teaches us that kings eventually brought three gifts. So something to read, something to learn from, something to wear, something to play with. That would be four, but, you know, you can decide, you know, a, a board game for the whole family, mm-hmm. a, a, an item of clothing for each person we can limit and we can have a strategy there, but yeah, it, it ought not be about um, the stuff. I remember that Amazon catalog arriving and it reminded me of the old, the old Sears catalog. Now, I'm really old, but I remember the Sears catalog. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and the JC Penney's had a catalog and yep. it was very much the thing. And it's fun for kids to dream. Nothing wrong with that, but then don't be manipulated by the seven-year-old who has to have every great new thing. Yes. And then, then for eight weeks, you're stressed as the bills arrive in the mail. That's not what <laughs> Jesus would want, right? No, absolutely not. I was reading some information in preparation for our conversation about, you know, how much we as Americans spend on Christmas gifts. And on average, the average American household will spend just under $1,000 every year on Christmas gifts, you know? Um, well, let me break that down. They will spend about $1,000 on the Christmas season. And I think what this Gallup poll was taken into account was also the entertaining and the buying of the food and all of that. So about $600 um, per person um, per household spent on the gifts alone. And I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with that if you can do that comfortably. If you can do that without going into debt to do that, um, if you can do that and still maintain the joy that should be associated with it, then I think, you know, have at it. But what we know is that there's also a lot of depression associated with gift giving season because people sort of have a a flashlight shown on what they don't have or maybe what they can't do. Um, I'm interested to know your thoughts on how we insulate ourselves from that and how we do, um, you know, set our hearts to keep the focus on the greatest gift that we have received, right, is the lamb, the the precious baby born in a manger who right now is seated in power at the right hand of God. We remember that. Um, yeah, same <laughs> how, yeah. Do, how, do we re, how do we focus on that? Yeah, I love that question. I, I do also love reminding people that, he is no longer a baby with yes. a stinky diaper. You know, he's, 
he's he, he came to be your savior and lord and we certainly hope that you've made that decision amen wisest wisest decision that we'll ever make mm-hmm. is to humble our, humble ourselves and um, truly celebrate because we know him in an intimate way gratitude right miki to mm-hmm. be grateful and to communicate gratitude and to um, celebrate the people in the room uh, not just the gift that they give um, if we modeled, if we as the adults, if we modeled gratitude better, if we were grateful people, not just people who say thank you, but truly grateful people, mm. and, and to just just put that on display with joy, see, not happiness, not mm-hmm. circumstantial happiness, which is happenings, which are circumstantial, which you can't control. Which mm-hmm. So all the kids wake up and they want to be happy every day, and this is why they're complaining every day. We need to do a better job as leaders and authority to model joy, Mm. which is for the believer in Jesus, which ought never to change. And I understand there are circumstances that enter in and valley experiences. And frankly, you know, I may not get the gift today that I want. And am I going to be okay (laughs) with that? You know, am I going to be grateful that, you know, they chose my family chose this for me, even though I was really hoping to have that? You know, I certainly hope so. And I, and I hope that my heart is right. And how do we get our heart right with the word of God and with the presence of God and the people of God? So it's, it's not rocket science, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's a choice to be, it's a choice, isn't it? To rise above yes. the cultural chaos. It's part of the culture proof, right? That's that right. We, we culture proof, even with this economy issue and mm-hmm. with this, um, and, 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 and even though I want people to, to listen to this episode and to watch and there's certainly good things on YouTube and good things on social media. Let's get off of social media yes. if the comparisonitis bug has bought you. Like oh. if you are discouraged because everybody else's tree is prettier and every other, you know, turkey <laughs> looks better and every other, you know, if I showed you a picture of the packages under our tree, you would be dissatisfied with yours. Mm. Uh, and 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 because we're generous and there's a whole lot of people here for Christmas and it's absolutely going to be insane. And so, <laughs> um, you know, in, in, the, in the very best way. I love it. Can we guard ourselves from that comparison trap, which is so easily found today, right? Yeah, I love that you take it back to joy because isn't that the admonition for all of us? Isn't that the encouragement? Isn't that the announcement? Joy to the world, not happiness yes. to the world. It's, it is joy to the world, right? Let uh, earth receive her king. Yeah, he has come to bring us good news. Amen, uh, amen. Yeah, you know, I love I, that. I think about when I was, um, I was about eight years old. And this particular Christmas really stands out for me, um, Dr. Kathy, because I remember um, I was the second of five, or I am the second of five. And um, I grew up in a fatherless home. My dad was not there. And so Christmases were not like these extravagant times. You know, we maybe one or two gifts or something. Um, but I, I remember always feeling like my mom cared and I didn't associate her care for us with the gifts we received. But I remember this particular Christmas, I was, I was about eight years old and everybody's opening their gifts and, um, it's my turn. And I open my gift. I unwrap my gift. And what I immediately see is, um, do you remember the, the, the saltine box? Like, so the square, the rectangular saltine crackers box, right? Yes. yes. And I, when I pulled open the wrapping paper and I just, man, immediately, I, you know, I just remember my eyes just, just, I just cried. I thought I got crackers for Christmas. Like I was so disappointed and not like the bawling, but just like tears running down. And I will never forget this. My mom goes, my mom goes, open the box, Miki, open the box, you know, and inside the box was a doll, but she put it in the box because she didn't want me to feel it. She didn't want me to know what it was, you know? 
And I remember it like, oh, okay, it's a doll, you know. Uh, but I, I think about that from time to time. And I think about how sometimes we are not immediately able to receive gifts because of the packaging that it comes in. You know, we look at it and we make a judgment almost immediately. And I think about, um, we know because we are able to read scripture, um, even with our Savior, you know, the packaging, if you will, <laughs> that he came in, he was rejected, right? Um, yeah. But indeed, he is the Savior of the world. And for those of us who um, have sensed the Holy Spirit saying, look inside, (laughs) you know what I mean? Look, 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 there's more, right? Um, Then we have received the blessing of coming to the Lord Christ and receiving forgiveness for our sins. And I think on today, in all of our reflection, as we have opened gifts and maybe people got what they wanted or maybe they didn't, um, the admonition and the encouragement is Jesus was sent that you would receive forgiveness for your sin and be reconciled to the Father. That's the greatest gift. People don't recognize the packaging often, um, Uh, but that is the greatest gift. Amen. Well stated. So, Dr. Kathy, our encouragement as we go out of this podcast is to resist. (laughs) So as we think about the commercialism of Christmas, I will just remind our listeners who may be listening to this podcast today, resist those cultural trends that rival the truth. And uh, that's how we remain culture proof. Until next time, Lord willing, God bless. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you are enjoying what you hear, please remember to give it a rating or to leave a comment. Let people know that this podcast is a blessing to you. It helps to grow Culture Proof and we would be so grateful. Also, if you love Culture Proof and you want to support the ministry, why not pick up some merch and look good while you support the ministry of Culture Proof? Check out every podcast. You'll find a link in the description to where you can get your Culture Proof merch and support support this ministry. We appreciate it.